There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode eight of Night Flyers. Woo! Yeah. Talk about adding on top of the crazy. We got on top of the crazy. Right? (laughs) Man, this is, I don't know how they're going to end this, but oh my God, I can't wait to see what they come up with. (laughs) Yeah. I really don't know. Yeah. Like, I have no words. I'm just watching this like an episode at a time for us to record, and I'm just like, huh? Yeah. What what just happened? And this episode? Holy crap. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think we started at about a five, and we've been going up a notch every time. Right. Yeah, so great. We're going to explode. We're going to dial this up to 11 by the end. Yeah, absolutely. And if you know that reference, I'm very proud of you. Yes. (laughs) All right. Hit me with some ratings news. All right. Episode 8 brought in a 0.05 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.312 million viewers, making it the 148th rated cable show for the day. Like I said, after once you get to a certain point, you got to watch them all. You just cannot. Oh, there's no way you're stopping with that last episode into this. (laughs) No. (laughs) No way. All right, let's get into Rebirth. A new threat challenges ship protocol. Mel notices changes in the crew, and Lamy returns to Greywing. Oh, that's probably not good. No. So we pick up right where we left off from the previous episode in the Med Bay with Tessia and Rowan in the midst of mourning the loss of their stillborn daughter when the baby disintegrates. Of course, the quarantine is quickly called. And that poor baby was, that was rough to see a half disintegrated baby. That was so messed up. Right. And then when, you know, they're like looking at the baby and the captain's like, let let me take her. Right. So he at least moves her because, I mean, I can just, I can't imagine, but you're just looking down like no words and just staring. Right. Just total shock. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like. Oh, God, this is so messed up. Right. Big time. So, of course, the team rallies and is determined to run tests together to find out what caused this horrific event. And, of course, Mel, Rowan, and DeBrannon are all on the other side of the door and vow to run the tests until they find out exactly what's going on. Rowan needs some equipment that Carl is using, and he's really reluctant to give it up, but Mel demands he gets the equipment. Mel really took charge. She absolutely and did. I did. That was and impressive. Yes. I would say I really like the fact that she did it. So it's not just I'm here for a mission and I'm cold and I have no feelings. Like 
she basically told mommy like, oh, whatever, we can do whatever. Don't worry about feelings. And right now I think she's like, all right, there's a need and there's a time for everything. And this is what has to happen now. Right. Yeah. With everybody kind of being off doing their own things, it was Mel who stood up and said, all right, everybody get your shit together and let's fix this. Mm -hmm. And of course, she pulls Lamy in to help too, but not for long. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, we know what's going on in the Crystal Matrix. Right. But why wouldn't she tell them something? Yes, she really needed to. So, of course, Tessia and Rowan are working together with a glass door between them to determine that the baby's death was kind of a germination and release of airborne spores. That's great. Yeah. Now, how the hell did those spores get inside of Tessia? Well, we don't know what happened in the eight months' time. No, we don't. So, apparently, there's they may all have this inside them. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, because something had to get it, put it there or get it there. So they decide to test the lungs of those in the quarantine. That doesn't go well. No, we no. Check in with the L's. Both Thale and Matheson are having extreme telepathic events and reactions as the Volcron ship nears the night flyer. And wow, they jump into separate ice bass to numb the experiences they are sensing. See, I thought it was like the same ice bath. They were just doing it at different times. Right. And it could have been. I know she grabbed his arm at one point and just had the entire universe flash in her head. Yeah, it reminded me of The Expanse. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But I was like, wow, why are they going into an ice bath? I couldn't figure that out at first. But it's like, okay, the water, I guess. Right. And just kind of numbing. And the ice, I'm just guessing, because every nerve and sense is on overload, you know? Right. So anything, almost like way back, which you're not supposed to do now, but when you had a really high fever, they actually it wasn't even an ice bath. It was, you know, they'd put you just in a bath, but to try to bring everything down quick. It's kind right. of what I was thinking, like, they are so running so hot. Right. Absolutely. That made all sorts of crazy sense in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we cut back to DeBrannon, who is starting to disassemble the equipment, but just can't. And hooks it back up and goes back into the memory sphere. I was so pissed with him. Oh, absolutely. Sky shows up, and once again, Carl is able to touch her hand, and then they hug. And then she phases out as Mel is unplugging the equipment. <laughs> That's because Mel's like, the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. It don't I told matter. you we needed this. <laughs> yes. We need that equipment now. We're trying to save lives. And here you are playing in a memory. And he tries to explain that, you know, he was able to touch her. She's alive. And Mel's just not having any of it. Well, okay. Because DeBrannon is like, this is why we're here. To contact a Vulcran. And she's like, you don't know if it's a Vulcran. You don't know if they're screwing with your head. But you know what's real? These people who are dying and who can infect every last one of us. And guess what? If they infect us all, nothing's happening with you and the Vulcran. Exactly. I was waiting for her to slap him. Yeah. He needed it. Yeah. I kind of want to just 
to see her like haul off and like <laughs> yeah give him a moonstruck you know snap out of it right so back in the quarantine rowan sends through what he believes to be an antidote and sure enough at the same time the doctor starts having problems breathing so no time for testing the antidote they shoot her up with it and she kind of calms down for a second but nope a second later she's releasing a long stream of spores out of her mouth yeah it's like this is getting worse right and so tessia goes up to eris and informs him they may be next and they need to be prepared to shut down all life in their room in order to stop total condemnation of the ship now i thought about this previously right the fact that tessia who just had a baby and all this happened in the span of maybe a few hours is telling the captain who should very well have thought of that originally too right like if it goes down you're going to have to do this but she also seemed to know something about the captain that nobody else knew. Right. Because she's like, oh, I understand why you always wanted it for your projection. I feel sorry for the people who didn't get to know you like I did from when we first met. And I'm like, wait a second. Uh-huh. What's going on here? Head scratcher. <laughs> something else about Captain Eris may be afoot. Yes. But I get Rowan being upset. But I'm kind of shocked Tessia didn't say something to him. Right. Unless it was just that she totally knew that he would not do it. Right. Yeah. He wouldn't have given up. There's no way. And yeah, he. it was hard for him not to even open the damn door. Well, I think with the quarantine, he there was no way he was going to be able to. Right. Yeah. Not that he would. He didn't try. We see him throw a chair and everything else. Right. So Matheson comes in. And immediately senses what Tessia is wanting to stop the spores from infecting the ship. But she immediately goes up to it like she's hearing something. Well, plus, they've now come into the visual field. So they're bigger. Right. Yeah. They're Which, of course, is definitely isn't growing either. on the side, on the door. Yeah. And yeah, they are definitely increasing in size and vibrating. And she wonders if that could be affecting her and Thale. And she's afraid that those things are about to break the door and get loose on the ship. She yells decontamination and boom. All oh, man. organic material Rowan... in the room oh, is gone. I thought Rowan was going to take her out. Right. Oh, absolutely. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, because it was bad, especially when she's like, Telling him everything Tessia is saying. Right. Before Tessia, like, releases the spores. Right. And I, I was like, this is going to be bad. Yeah. And once the smoke clears and the doors open, somebody's in the room. Now, did you think that, because this is what I thought, the spores kind of created something? It was very possible. And as they pan in, no, it's... Captain Robot? Right, because he's standing there, but he doesn't have any eyeballs. Right. Like, and I guess the clothes what? that he was wearing were organic, because those were gone. <laughs> you go, what the well, hell? organic, I guess. Right. But I was like, what is happening? 
Yeah. And everybody's just standing there with their mouths on the floor going, what the hell? And even Eris looks surprised. And you kind of go, wow, what the hell's going on? So do you think on some level he didn't know everything? I don't think he realized that he wasn't all organic. Hmm. I really think that he probably thought he was organic. Now, I could be wrong. But that's kind of what I thought. I thought that he really thought he was organic and wasn't, didn't have an issue with getting decontaminated. But yeah, to find out that wasn't organic at all was quite a shock to him. Well, I guess we'll find out how that's going to play out. Yeah, because nobody <laughs> is going to have anything to do with him for quite a while. So, of course, we head to the Crystal Matrix where... The hell Lomi's been, and sure enough, she's just been lured into her own firewalls by Cynthia. And little Cynthia's not as innocent as we thought as she knocks Lomi out. And what's with the plague mask, the plague doctor mask? Right! I was like, oh, that could only be bad. Yes, and when she comes to, she gets dragged into the room with Daddy Dearest. And then adult Cynthia's like, oh, you can live my nightmare. Yeah. As she absorbs little Cynthia, and I'm like, this is going to be horrible. Right. Because she's like, I can't wait to kiss that girlfriend of yours. I'm like, oh, yeah. things are going from bad to worse. Well, yes. We somehow dodged a total infestation, but now we got Cynthia on the loose. Right. I think it might have been better to just have a total infestation. <laughs> <laughs> Had Lomi just stayed right. to help with what was going on, well, Yep, I think they would have been able to help her. But, I mean, with doing this, like, all on her own, nobody knows what's what. Right. They have no idea where she is, what she's doing, why she's doing it. Yeah, they could have very easily, if she would have told Mel when she had the opportunity, they would have... Basically done the same thing. Mm -hmm. They had gotten failed to kind of anchor her to the real world and let her go after little Cynthia and get her locked up too and be done with Cynthia altogether. But no. Nope. Nope. Can't wait to see what happens in these next two episodes. Holy cow. Especially when the end scene happened. Yeah. When you come back to Lomi and I'm like, did she get out? Did she do something? And she kind of smiles. Yeah. Just barely. And I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. This is not Lomi. No. And then next thing you know, we hear Augie being, what, through the comms for Captain Eris, though. Right. Well, I'd have a brain fart and I couldn't think of the words. <laughs> and he's like, I'm on my way. I'm like, is that really Captain Eris calling him or what? Right. I don't know what's happening. This is weird. It's getting worse. Are those spores everywhere? Oh, right. my God. It's awesome as hell, though. It is cool, but it's so weird. Wow. All right. Well, what do you guys think is happening? <laughs> yeah, we'd love to hear some feedback on this. Oh, yes, because this is something else completely. So shoot us your thoughts at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Or go over to www.fangirlzone.com and you can go to the contacts tab and it'll tell you where you can send us anything you want. Oh, God. 
Because this one's got me like shaking my head. It's so weird. And there's only two more episodes. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to wrap this up. No. Gosh. So while you're at it, too, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about this weird show, this psychological thriller in space. And we hope you're enjoying the podcast. So for this episode of Fangirl Zone, I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. Now you can taste my hell. And until next time.